0: Hi everyone, welcome to, oh my god, it's episode 40? Yes, we are middle-aged. That's aged. a BFD. Wow, I'm obsessed. Episode 40 okay. of Sagals <laughs> Go Podcast. Um, my name is Zuri. <laughs> it's like you don't know what you're to, to until I say that. I know. <laughs> um, my pronouns are she, her, hers.
1: My name is Gwen. My pronouns are also she, her, hers.
0: And this week we're going to be talking about um, that the company thinks and all the drama that's been happening with it in the past few weeks and we're going to be talking about Shonda Rhimes and we have a good is this an essay
1: yeah I would I don't consider know. that yeah. an essay
0: an essay about her um so first of course we're going to talk about we've been listening to reading watching and then how the legacy of colonization has been affecting us for the past week or two I want to start you always start, so I don't know why I ask so. <laughs> All
1: right. Um, so listening, you guys know I'm a Molly McAleer stan, also known <laughs> as at malls. Um, I take back everything bad I've said about the Irish ever since that Beyonce article came out about the Irish senators <gasps> yes. and Molly McAleer <laughs> because the, she's also an Irish, so it's like suddenly I'm a stan. <laughs> um, but, like, I searched, like, I'm insane. Like, I full search I ran out of Please Advise, Emotionally Broken Psychos, and uh, Mother May Sleep With with Podcasts, which her three podcasts I listen to. So I was like, let's see if she's been interviewed on some other pods. So I searched Molly McAleer on, like, the iTunes podcast app, and I listened to everything that she's been on. And then, like, I also am obsessed with the mall's adjacent Jackie Johnson, who's like a comedian. She does lashes. She's just like one of those like L.A. personalities. I feel like there's like brands of those and malls may also be like an L.A. personality. Um, But I also became obsessed with Jackie Johnson. So I did the same thing with Jackie Johnson because she doesn't have her own podcast. So I just like search for her like on guests of people's podcasts. And then I started listening to this podcast called Weird Adults with Little Esther um, I'm now obsessed with Little Esther because she, like, my favorite thing of life, Little Esther is like, she's like an actress. She's on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She plays Maya on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend in case there was any Crazy Ex-Girlfriend heads out there. And there better be because I recommended that show about 15 times. Um, <laughs> but she was like, yeah, like the first time I walked a red carpet, um, no one took my picture. And I thought that was the most, like, deep, confession anyone could ever make because it's like I would be so embarrassed if that happened to me like I would (laughs) never admit that on a podcast it's like you're just walking down like
0: it's the
1: street like oh my god like people fully put their cameras down I died when she said that I was like oh my god little Esther like I'm obsessed with you now like that was it that was a turning point I was like I love you So yeah and then I've been listening to other than that just the only podcast I listen to like once it came out are Please Advise and The Thick now. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned The Thick but that's been a fave ever since Zuru recommended it to me I feel like in 2016. So I don't really listen to anything else. Um, And Drake's new album I've been listening to um, and by Drake's new album I mean one song and which song is that? sorry i'm opening my spot to see um ice melts that's the only song i've been listening to (laughs) that's like it's a good song like i really like it i listen to it like minimum like 10 times a day hypes me up so that's all for listening for reading um honestly you guys like I listened to Maul's audiobook, The Alcoholic Bitch Who Ruined Your Life, so I didn't quite read that, but like, you know, I listened to an audiobook. Um, I had a little bit of a menly moment where I just downloaded a ton of articles to read. I didn't open a single one, though. It's like that exact... Zuri, that exact Donald Trump quote is full me in every single time we do (laughs) intros because I'm always like, I bought a book or there's a book on my nightstand. I'm not reading it. Like I'm downloading all these things and I'm not reading them. I just hoard them. So it's like, I want this knowledge, but just not bad enough to actually like take it in. So, no reading again. Um watching Scandal. Can't wait to get into that. Yes. And Mindy Project, <laughs> which I love. Like, I think Mindy Project is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I know it had a little bit of a downfall, but it's totally on the come up again. Like, it's so good. I love Mindy Kaling again.
0: Yeah, I was thinking if I should, like, watch that again. You should. <laughs> Honestly, because
1: like, it's such an myself. easy show to just watch. Like, yesterday I was like... I feel like watching a show, but I don't want to be like super invested into it. So then I just put on Mindy Project and I still got really invested in it. But it's like it's like 20 minute eps, and I got a Hulu free trial. So like I wouldn't be like super illegal. And there was commercials, you know, I was just living my life like it was just cute. So I highly recommend diving back into Mindy Proj. And then the last thing is how the legacy of colonization has affected me this week or the last two weeks. So I'm just thinking about... Ugh, I don't even know how to phrase this. Like, this is so basic, but, like, the uncomfortability of, like, being white when, like, you've been perhaps previously marginalized in history, but not you personally. And what I mean specifically is like those who kind of scream like oh this person isn't white or like we weren't always white to gain points in circles where the people are now or for all of history have not been white like they've never been white you know Mm -hmm. and like I'm just sick of this like ridiculous notion that like being like oh like us too that suddenly translates into solidarity because it's like what the hell like that means nothing in the grand scheme of what's happening um and that's not helping to resist the process of colonization which is ongoing forever unless we stop it um and i'm just so sick of this response and i guess what prompted me originally about this was earlier this week there was like A lot of talk about whether Marx, like Karl Full Marx, was white or not on Twitter, (laughs) and this was in response to a thread. um, It was in response to a thread that was in response to a Jacobin. I don't know if that's how you say Jack.
0: I have no idea. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I'm just gonna call it Jacobin Jacobin because if it's wrong, Jacobin. Yeah, it's like
0: whatever. I don't (laughs) even care.
1: but I always called it Jacobin. Um, it's probably I've wrong.
0: like never said yeah. it. <laughs> I feel I feel foolish. I don't even know what I called it <laughs> like in my head.
1: <laughs> but um, so they're publishing nonsense again as usual. And it was specifically a professor at John Jay College. Yeah, I think I saw that yeah. OG threat. Who, but nothing else. Like I guess is a contributor to Jacobin. Her name is Nave- Nivedita. Majumdar. dar i'm sorry if i just totally butchered your name um but she was like intersectionality is trying to undermine marxism it's like first of all <sighs> what oh my god it was ridiculous
0: um, it kept on coming up on my like yeah. feed, like different, because there's a long thread to like different parts <laughs> of it. I would just like get mad again. Like it was so fucking stupid. It's literally just like
1: so like violent. I'm like, what the hell? Like what prompted you to say this besides you being just anti-black? Like I don't understand. Like it's if ridiculous. you say anything bad about intersectionality, you just like are racist. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it so um then zahira who's also known as bad dominicana on twitter like was responding to it and like that's the thread where someone um responded marx wasn't white so like whatever you're saying isn't valid and it's like that means nothing because they're basically like well marx was jewish so like when he was writing (laughs) he wasn't white but it's like that doesn't concern mm-hmm. this topic at hand. You're invalidating the conversation that's happening by bringing that up when that actually doesn't mean anything in terms of what's happening right now. Like, I don't know. I just I, I just felt like some a point like that isn't even worth being entertained, but points like that are always they always come up in conversations like that. Like, it's definitely a power grab. Like, I don't understand why that would be relevant, but, like, I'm seeing it all the time. And not just on Twitter. It's people who, like, either, like, are, like, one-fourth something or, or, like, but, like, I would even consider, like, I wouldn't, I can't step into conversations like that because it's, like, sure, I'm ethnically ambiguous, but, like, Sometimes when I'm ethnically ambiguous, I'm like coded as like a white. So it's like what? I don't know. It's like you can't be putting yourself too much in the conversation like that. Like be putting your feelings first if you're not the one. How do I explain this even better? I'm trying to figure out. So like when people talk about race and insert like non-black people of color first it's like race like white and black was like the original thing like whiteness is only created to juxtapose blackness so everything that falls in between yeah you're in a space of limbo that's ever changing and you can be differently racialized at different moments in time because that's how white supremacy and colonization works but like right now that's not you're not at stake and you inserting yourself into that conversation like that Or diverging what the original point of it was to, okay, but like Marx wasn't white. That makes no sense. That like literally does nothing but like dilute the conversation and not lead anywhere, if that makes sense. But like it's essentially the extension of POC as terminology for all of us when like it's specific issues that may or may not apply to multiple communities.
0: It's like, at this point, I'm just saying black people and people of color. (laughs) It's like, you're not Right. I mean,
1: I like to say that too, but even like, there are some issues that like, don't even pertain to all non-black people of color. And I'm like, how do I even, it's just so complicated. And it's all colonization, for sure. But like, and there's people who like, again, who aren't even part of these communities, really, like a one-fourth? Like, I'm sorry, I don't know if that's invalidating of anyone's thing, but, like, how close are you to certain communities? And it's not, okay, like, we can get past how people actually view you because sometimes it's, like, okay, like, we get, like, there's, like, generational trauma, generational poverty, like, yada, yada. But, like, if you're not that close to communities and you're basically, like, just a middle-class person not really being affected by racism, which I know there are people out there that just like like to insert themselves into certain conversations where they where they don't belong. You can't be, I don't know, like taking jobs, like writing jobs, or like centering conversations around you because like it's not about you. I don't know, but what do you? <laughs> what's your life, Zuri?
0: um right so i finished reading the book of short stories that i was reading called whatever happened to interracial love um i feel and i had my book club meeting this past weekend and like the author is Cath- is kathleen collins she's like a a black playwright filmmaker writer director and she actually um like wrote and directed the first like feature-length movie by a black woman mm-hmm. which i haven't watched yet but like I definitely want to see it and like at the meeting like which I, I really like the meeting and I was like I don't think I appreciated that book like enough I mean some of the short stories like I really did like and turns out like a lot of them were based on her life like she died when did she die um uh, she died. Oh, no. She died a while ago, but, like, her daughter found all her journals and stories and plays and everything, and she, like, put this book together. It came out last year. Um, and so I definitely was like, I should reread this again in, like, six months. Um, and so what I am reading right now, I'm reading Nine Stories, which is another book of short stories by J.D. Selger that I have also read before. I'm like, I have so many books to read. <laughs> I, I want to read, um, Roxane Gay's new book is my next like book club ah, book and yes. then I want to read The Handmaid's Tale because I saw like the trailer on like as a commercial oh, do you, yeah. have you seen it well it looks really I haven't cool.
1: seen any of it but I know Alexis Bledel's in it so I'm wondering how she'll yeah. do I know Peggy then, from um, Mad Men's in Poussey
0: it from Orange is the New Black I think. wait who who so say
1: <gasps> OMG mm-hmm. I didn't know that but she did get married.
0: Yes. I saw that. <laughs> yes the trailer looked really good like I've definitely heard of that story like I know Margaret Atwood but I just have oh, never read it wait, and you I haven't read it ever coming. no I've never read it I
1: feel like that's so on your brand I'm yeah. actually shocked by that it's, it's so good <laughs> you're gonna be obsessed so yes well I, I read, read it in those. high school I don't know maybe I changed but I really did like it in high school
0: yeah but I'm just rereading things well as soon as I'm done with this book the thing is that, like, I have to buy those because the library have, like, 2,000 people want it, and it's, like, 10 copies. Even, <laughs> like, Handmade teal, I'm like, that's not, like, a new book. I guess everyone is reading it again right Yeah, now. I feel like
1: because it's, like, popular.
0: Yeah, I'm, like, trying to not buy things that I don't need to live because I had to pay literally $1,000 in taxes. But I'm like, these two books are essentials. <laughs> yeah. And I then mean, I'll start. Are um so yeah those are my lists and then i'm watching well i just watched like the last season of new girl i watched on hulu because i don't what well, maybe i was yes. just like cleaning my room or something or or doing a manicure and i like needed to watch something and like i actually have seen all that show um and then i watched i'm watching catfish i don't know why but <laughs> like i like that show um, and then I'm also watching this show about cops called Graceland, which is, like, I've seen it all before, but I wanted to watch it again. Something triggered me. I think, I don't know if it was, like, from Scandal or from New Girl, because one of the characters is a cop, but, like, on the show Graceland, they're undercover cops, and, like, some and something I was watching that came up, and I was like, oh, I want to watch that show again. Yeah. And it's, like, I'm still, like, pissing my pants. Like, oh, my God, they're going to die. I'm so afraid. And I'm, like, you've seen this show. It's the main character, and it's the first episode. Like, you know they're not going to die. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm so into it. Um, that's reading, watching, listening to. Um, is there anything, like, I've been listening to? I don't think, like, anything new. I was listening to The Drake today, but I was so bored. I didn't get past, like, five songs.
1: That's why I skipped to the song mm. that I was listening to.
0: Yeah, I, it's like I want to at least like give it a chance because it says literally 22 songs, like maybe one's a bop. but <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I can't get there. I was listening to my Spotify Discover playlist again, actually.
1: Oh, was that good?
0: Um, I feel like it's good if it has like two good songs. Oh, yeah. So today is Monday. So yeah, I listened to the one last week and then I was listening. I was just listening earlier today. Oh, I was just I've been listening to a lot of gossip as well. Um was there watching? So legacy of colonization. Yeah, I was thinking of what I would say. I mean, I know that when I was talking about like having a lot of them over the past few weeks, like one thing that I was thinking about, maybe kinda going along with what you were saying earlier, but, but also like tangential is like I guess this is like in the era of Trump and like with the Muslim ban with the build the wall thing like so many people are being like we're a nation of immigrants like I'm seeing mm-hmm. that so much and I just like obviously I don't like that phrasing because I don't I don't it's like who are you actually talking about something to me just feels like they're not it's not about like I don't know, like, current, like, it's just about, like, old immigrants in the past, like, on the fucking Ellis Island. Island. It's, like, we have friends who are immigrants, like, our age. Of course, like, our families are immigrants as well. It's, like, I don't know, it's just, like, thinking of, like, this romantic, like, white immigrant scenario and not, like, present, like, that's present, that's current day. Meanwhile, like, we're not a nation of immigrants. Like, the first white people here weren't immigrants. Like, they were colonizers. It's like, <laughs> And that's I would venture case. out to
1: say that all white people have co- who have come here since are colonizers.
0: <laughs> it's like, people think that, like, Christopher Columbus was an immigrant. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then it's like, well, my family is pretty new to America. I'm just second generation. But it's like, they were enslaved people in the Caribbean. Like, they were not... It's, like, and then even, not recently, but, like, a few weeks ago, Ben Carson said something about, like, some immigrants were brought here in slave ships, (laughs) and it's, like, there can be involuntary immigrants, and it's, like, no, that's the whole thing about immigrants is, like, they choose to leave. (laughs) Right. (laughs) that's definitely not a concept, and it's just, like, I don't know, people just love to throw that out, and it's just, it's so false, like, I don't know. Like, I'm annoyed that oh like people actually believe that. It's like, who are you actually talking about? Right. Um. So, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. And let's get into it. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is this drama that's happening with Thinks. Um, for those who don't know what Thinks is, it's just, like, underwear that... Like, you can wear on your period, and it apparently absorbs the blood and neutralizes odor. Sounds Mm. fake. Well, but
1: tell me why, Zuri. I was just a bad person, and I was like, do you think there's going to be thinks sales now because the company's going under.
0: <laughs> I don't think the company's going under. The CEO is just changing. I mean, they're getting a lot of bad press. So, like, that's a thing. But I, I don't know. I don't think it's, like, it's not, like, the girl boss, nasty gal thing. <laughs> where, oh, like, God. It totally is, like, falling apart or fell apart. But, but I feel yeah. like a
1: lot of these companies end up just not working.
0: I mean, yeah, that could definitely happen with thinks. Um. But yeah, I um, I just still think period underwear is gross. Like I don't believe it, so I never use. Thanks, thankfully, because now turns out that yeah, it the <laughs> CEO is super sauce. Sorry, I keep burping. I hope it's not coming out on the recording um so we have three um articles we're going to put in the reading list the first is called here's what's going on at think so it's just a primer from the theater with like a summary and a couple links um and then sexual harassment claims against a CEO" by noreen malone i think that's in the cut and then Thinks promised a feminist utopia to everyone but its employees by hillary george parkin from racked and those all came out um like in the past few weeks because the big thing is that the ceo of um, things, whose name is Mickey Agrawal, she, she's stepping down, and then there's just, like, all this drama that was coming out, like, sexual harassment cases, and, like, a lot of, um, I guess a lot of the employees were just, like, talking up about what had happened at the company, and it was, like, insane, but the first thing that I was thinking about is, like, thinks, I don't know, like, even though I didn't, like, the thing, i've never used it like they they have this big had this big ad campaign in the subways here um and so like i saw the ads they said like menstruating human instead of like women so it was like kind of like oh is this like a progressive thing is this a feminist thing um but of course it's it's like if you see any feminism being sold you have to be like What's happening here? Meanwhile, me logged onto Etsy and searching feminist patches <laughs> <laughs> every other day. <laughs> but um, but so in the um, like aftermath of all of this, people are like, "Oh, I thought this was like a feminist company, the the feminist utopia they promised." And one thing that like I was reading about the this woman Mickey who created like. She gave an interview. I think it was last year. It said where she said that she didn't relate to being a feminist until she started her company. And this is a quote from her. She goes, "Every time I thought about the word feminist, I thought about an angry, ranty girl." And so it says that she distanced thinks this accessible feminism from that of those spoken word poets, which is like, like that's incredibly saucy, just right off bat. If you like, mm-hmm. you just became related to being a feminist after starting this i just that's like all those those people who are like oh i'm an activist now that trump's elected it's like sexism patriarchy like misogyny all this stuff and she's a woman of color she's asian so it's like really you just started realizing like the importance of feminism when you made these panties what
1: yeah Um. that's the sexist thing i mean it was purely for money
0: Right, exactly. And then now she's like doing feminist talks, going to women's conferences, she's on panels, like feminist magazines are interviewing her and it's like, no offense, but like, actually full offense, like you have no credibility. Like, what? It's, like, it's 2017.
1: It's, like, you're a capitalist, so now you're suddenly able to give talks about feminism?
0: It's, like, I profit on feminism, so I am the number one authority. Now pay $500 <laughs> to, like, come to a conference where I'm speaking.
1: Right. And also, those underwear are so expensive. Let's oh, just yeah? be clear I about don't that.
0: You, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's, like, 40 bucks for an underwear. That's crazy. Um... So, yeah, that's her. And also, I was looking it up because I wanted to know how old she was. And she's apparently 38. <gasps> A young? Yeah, because there was, like, stuff about, like, ageism or whatever coming up. So I was like, let me just get that in there. So she's thirty eight. Mm-hmm. So recently, um, ten people out of like thirty five people have quit the job or quit the company and that's in the past year. Meanwhile, it's March, so mm-hmm. <laughs> in the past three months. Yeah. Um, and then the, Mickey's stepped down as CEO. So the things that we wanna talk that's just like a prime the intro of what's happening. Um I wanna talk about like just startup culture in general and then this specific like sexual harassment case, and then the the response. wait. I
1: have a question. Did she What's step up? down as CEO to become CEO,
0: or I she CEO was her know.
1: original position and I, she stepped down?
0: I have no idea. I don't know what the CEO thing is. It's the worst. I First of all, know.
1: it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Right. That's yeah, what that, it is. That sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's if life, I ever worked in a place where the person or... called
1: themselves the CEO, I would quit on
0: sight. That'd yeah, be a full no. Yeah, that's just a no. What? She, yeah, that because I saw that, and I saw it like she created that phrase. It's like, mm, you shouldn't be proud of that. It's also not going <laughs> to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was stepping down from CEO to be She-E-O. But, I mean, I think that She-E-O is just like uh, like I, I didn't friend. know
1: if it was just, like, her branding of CEO or if R- she that's like, was a like <laughs> I'm stepping down as CEO to be CEO.
0: That's, I, like, didn't I understand. <laughs> I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, this company thinks, like, your typical startup, like, run, well, she's not, I don't think she's a millennial, but, like, it, it hired a lot of millennials, like, it had that sort of culture where, well, like. Well, actually, she might be. I thought it's 34. I it thought like it was born the, but in 1980. I guess 1980. it also goes by years, yeah, so I don't know.
1: No, she's not, because that person would be 30. Yeah, because she was born in 79 or 78. No, she's old. She's generation whatever.
0: Right. Um. But, yeah, the thing about this place, like, it has substandard pay flimsy benefits scarce perks like in exchange for working towards a mission like these kids believed in I don't work at a startup like I said. like I'm the youngest person on my job by far but like (laughs) I mean I just it's like everyone has like heard about like that kind of culture where like you don't really have key benefits like you don't get paid a lot even though you work like hella hard for like like hours that don't like if you did the math like it, your salary does not make sense and it's like oh like we have happy hour like we can sit on beanbag chairs like it's fun and it's like mm, you're fully being scammed like I would rather have cute health insurance benefits and a nice yeah, salary that for sure like a. A beanbag chair and like drinking alcohol with my co's. I mean, I don't want to drink with my co's. They're all 45, but just drink <laughs> after work. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, that's a full scam. And then, so some of the people who were working there were like, it felt like middle school, like pitting people against each other, calling them petty children, saying that we're immature millennials who don't know anything. It's like, Mickey probably uses like a Yahoo email address. Like, what the oh hell? God. Millennials that's are. That's triggering. So on it at my job i think i'm a computer genius because i'm a millennial
1: i'm like well being a millennial just gives you so much like if you're the youngest person in your office you're kind of powerful everyone wants to cater to you everyone thinks you're so cool they're like oh my god love your heels (laughs) and it's like these are literally from 2011 but like thank you Meanwhile, if I was at a startup, I'd be the poorest one there. No one can afford to work there unless you're rich.
0: Yeah, I cannot. Also, I feel like at my job, like, I can be, like, so obnoxious. I could be such a brat. And it's, like, I'm, like, and young so I can get away (laughs) with it. And then, like, another thing is that they had, like, no HR, like, department person. That's ridiculous. The girl says, the girl, Mickey, the adult woman. says, if you have an issue, don't go talk to someone else about it. Go directly to the person. Face them because that builds courage for yourself. Hashtag adulting. It's like.
1: She seems, and I don't like to use terms like psychotic, but like. (laughs) She seems like the type of person that like is so. Well, she is like she's passive aggressive. She gets like easily like hurt feelings by like bullshit that isn't supposed to give you hurt feelings it's like you're a 38 year old woman why are you acting like a 16 year old girl like you're too old to be acting this immature and not knowing how to interact with people like you can't be she if you fully can't even navigate like young girl politics what so
0: that's like fully taking advantage of your staff like especially if it's like one of their first jobs like they're not just gonna go to directly to a person if they have a problem with them and also like that doesn't offer you any kind of protection especially like because she would bring a higher administrator into that
1: right especially because she's not ethical clearly right i can't imagine anyone would be like yeah let's go talk to mickey <laughs> like it'd be like a culture of fear and they did talk about that right, when they were talking yeah. about, like, the web they um, the web chat or, like, whatever chat service that they were using to talk.
0: And then even the girl who brought the sexual harassment case against her said that she just, like, tried to log into her email and it wasn't working. And she was like, yeah. what's going on? And she was like, oh, you don't work here anymore. <laughs> it's That's like
1: ridiculous. Yeah,
0: at that point, I might, like, want to talk to an HR person.
1: Exactly. That's, like, totally up HR's alley. That's their job. It's
0: like, if you don't have that, then you can just abuse your employees and there's nothing that they can do about it.
1: Right. Oh my God. Like, there's
0: no protection. So, this sexual harassment case came out, like, a few days after it said she was stepping down and it was actually brought by their former head of public relations, which is like, like, that's not just like a lowly intern. (laughs) Like, that's a big, (laughs) deal like someone who i assume would like would be telling the truth because like it's why would you lie about that like when you are like you have some kind of like status in those it said Mm -hmm. that she was 26 years old so like that's a big age difference between the boss even though they're both young um Mm -hmm. and so some of the it was this was such a strange thing this was a lot of this was in the the one from the cut so it said that like mickey would always like talk about her tits and like touch them yeah. so there was like fat, she would fat shame she'd be like Aww. we need to all eat like fruits and vegetables no more sugar and it's like don't tell me not to eat sugar <laughs> like right no. um it says she would change out in the like out in the open in the mm-hmm. co-working space that's the scariest thing I don't even I've ever know heard. it's like that's just like manners <laughs> It's like clearly why would you like be exposed like that in front of all of your staff i just what
1: yeah or when they were like out at like a wherever they were like a southwest, Some, like, southwest festival West moment thing. yeah and she was just changing like in front of their booth like it's like what
0: that's like, not I okay i
1: They probably thought that was a random, like, girl on Molly. Turns out it's the CEO. Like, what?
0: Like, what the hell? This is a
1: representative of the company.
0: And it's, like, her whole thing that, like, she loves, like, taboo. Like, the things you're not supposed to talk about, like, period, blood, and whatever. But it's, like, okay, it's one thing to be that way. But you can't just take your clothes off in front of your staff. (laughs) Like, that's not.
1: You can't just sexually harass your staff. Like, that's not
0: a rationale for that. This
1: was giving me vibes of, like, PC culture.
0: Like, you know those people
1: that are like, oh, I hate that we're PC. Like, her being like, oh, my God, I just want us to be open. And her openness is sexually harassing her employees by just having her tits out. Like, that's just like. That's not the same thing. They're not comparable. Right.
0: Oh my Free God. Free speech
1: isn't you getting naked <laughs> in front of everyone. Like, That's I don't even
0: works. know what I would. A lot of this I'm just putting my boss into it, even though my boss is like a six year old. Well, she actually <laughs> is Indian as well, but it's like, I just. What? Your yeah. boss literally touching your chin. I like,
1: just what? can't even imagine that. <laughs> Like I cannot. What? I feel uncomfortable if a man stare like literally looks at me for longer than two seconds. I'm like, I'm ready to go to HR.
0: It's like but that's like, just literally unprofessional. Like what happens yeah. to hashtag adulting?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which Mickey
1: has definitely used on Insta minimum four times. Oh my god. Like she's totally hashtag adulting.
0: <laughs> um okay, some more things. It said that she was like Talk about her socks sex life is that she would have meetings like video conference in bad and like clearly oh was God. naked. So she would like <laughs> Skype in from the toilet. We'd show them nudes. And then this is my favorite thing, this is a direct like, quote. It goes just a few weeks ago another employee said Aggarol's breast came out of her low cut top while yes. she was talking to a staff member and she neither addressed it nor hid it. <laughs> <laughs> What? what
1: i don't even understand how that can happen like you feel your boob pop out I
0: it's like you can't. just like
1: had one boob out like and I, you were just chilling just it's talking like you about you're development. feeling the breeze on your
0: neck mickey <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck oh my god oh my god i just Okay, it's I... laughing, but, like, obviously it was very uncomfortable for this person and just for sure. unprofessional. And she was like, oh, I really, like, care about this company. I care about the mission. She was very conflicted, she was saying. And it's like, you're literally being abusive towards your staff in the name of, I love taboo. I want to be, like, the cool mom. Yeah. I'm like, what? Seriously. Her boob just came out. <laughs> she was just, like, imagine being the staff member. <laughs> you're not Serious. <laughs> it's like what are you supposed to do? Like clearly they also had to ignore it. Oh my god. <laughs> and so then she put out a statement like which was just she literally was just like, Everything is a lie. Like in another life I would put an HR department. But I thought that the weirdest thing, like of course she did an Instagram to like tell everyone about her piece, which was a Medium. Yeah. Um and like in the captioned her insta she goes she was like, people kept on asking me about this. I didn't I ignored it. But then my sweet Asian immigrant parents reached out to me and it's like I don't know if she just threw that in there because like people think she's she's white because she's acting like a white feminist. <laughs> but it's like I have feeling fuck like exactly like
1: that? that's why she did it. Someone <laughs> yeah. probably said white what white nonsense is this <laughs> <laughs> on Insta- or on Twitter and she was like uh, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: That's so true. Like what my sweet Asian immigrant parents. It's like okay.
1: It's well, like would they honestly be approving of this? I don't think immigrant parents like boobs popping out of shirts and just chilling no. there.
0: Video conference sneaking in bed. Yeah, just, like doesn't talking doesn't about like just mom would approve.
1: polyamory like randomly in a business meeting and being like, <laughs> "My assistant's so hot. Do you think I'm hot? Like, <laughs>
0: oh, what? Oh my god, a mouse."
1: Yeah. Except I do want to work fun. at a startup,
0: but I would have to be paid well.
1: I would have to be the CEO to work at a startup. It's I just like I want the
0: stories.
1: Yeah, it could be cute, but like, I don't know. I do want to have happy hour at work. Right. And by that, I mean just like chill with like maybe like a cute Rose Marg situation. Margaret by the pool. Just like chill. <laughs>
0: I have drank at work twice and it was actually iconic. Even I'm jealous. My coworkers are literally 40 and 50.
1: <laughs> That's my fave because here's the thing I love being the youngest person in a situation. So at my work, I'm thriving. I'm like, yes, you guys treat me like a child, but like, I have no responsibilities. And if I mess up, you're just going to blame yourselves. That's what I want.
0: It's nice when you're like, actually, I kind of feel like anything that I do, they're like, wow, amazing, fantastic, brilliant, you're so good. And it's like, I just copy-paste it. <laughs> it's,
1: like... it's like, I save this as a PDF from a Word like, file,
0: uh... meanwhile. <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going with that. I did have something to say. Okay, that's her first um, or that's the end of our first topic. So the next thing we want to talk about was just a love letter to Shonda Rhimes, and we do have an article called Scandalicious. Scandal- Wait, quick What's thing!
1: Up? I just have to talk about this. Mickey oh, yeah. uses smiley face emoticons with noses in 2017.
0: What? That's on her Medium even page. See that. that
1: was her sign off.
0: With a no- what? First of all, don't. Why are people manually typing out?
1: Exactly when there's
0: the emotion exactly even if you're not on an iPhone there's those ugly lumps <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, what the
1: <laughs> which look like peeps to me like they give me such yeah, peep those vibes. Are
0: so freaking weird it's like why she probably in her acceptance letter when they got the job put that and then at that point they should have just known like yeah it's like gosh. you
1: know that this person is not well and should not be a boss.
0: I just don't understand her hashtag adulting when this is the kind of business that she runs. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Thank you for I bringing just had that to on. point that out because <laughs> I was disgusted.
0: Um, yes. Shanta. Art- <laughs> do you know where this article is from? Dude, I couldn't I didn't get the um I didn't see. write it in my notes.
1: Because let's be real, I found it by searching Scandal TV show on Google Scholar. <laughs> um, which is a hobby of mine. <laughs> uh, That's amazing. Let's see. Yeah, it's Journal of Black Studies and Research.
0: That's amazing. I want to write. Volume
1: 45, 2015, Issue 1, Scandalous.
0: Yes, yeah, so the article is called Scandalicious, Scandal, Social Media, and Shonda Rhimes, Autoris Juggernaut. And it's by Anna Everett, who's a professor of film, TV, media at US. CSB. So yeah, besides Scandal, which came out in twenty twelve, allegedly, it just seems like older to me. That's yeah, what the that's have. true. Um, and then Grey's Anatomy, from which came out in two thousand five. It's like I don't know anything about that show really. Yeah, it's about doctors. Same. They have a white mane, so
1: yeah, it's like I don't care about that. I don't
0: care. Um, but that's her <laughs> longest show. And actually, I think. I don't private know. I don't know craft. what private practice is. I think it's a off like of Grey's, but that that's not on anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then How to is her. New- well, I don't know if she's a showrunner for How to or just Well, she's like...
1: executive produced. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Um, and that just came out in 2014, and you should watch that. It's so good. Even though season two was garbage, and so I can understand people are like, uh, I can't go on.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched any of season 3.
0: But the the last season, the the one that was just on TV is so good.
1: Yeah. Um well, I was following around along on Twitter, so I know exactly what happens. So when I watch it on net, I'm just going to know, but
0: I feel like it'll still be good. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, those are her sh- her sh- her shows. Oh wait, doesn't she have this st- article came out in twenty fifteen? But now she has that show, The Catch, which I always see ads for. I always see ads for, but I think that for, also has like, white mains.
1: That looks yeah no, I'm not behind a white main project.
0: Right, like even Grace has like, like not as more of colors in there. Yeah, like The Catch has a white man and a white woman as main characters. So it's like it's twenty seventeen. Um. My ancestors didn't die for that. Um, right. So, yeah. It says, or this said that on September 25th, 2014, Shonda made a historic turn as the first African-American showrunner, female or male, to have an entire primetime programming blog of three consecutive hours for three different shows on a single night. Meanwhile, it's like, how many people did we think would have accomplished that feat? Like, have white people done that (laughs)
1: exactly no exactly that's what i was just
0: thinking i'm like what
1: white person has that
0: (laughs) it's like that's such a it's like yeah i'm sure that people have like three shows but it's like an entire primetime block three consecutive hours three different shows on a single night it's like right and
1: there's nothing as iconic as tgit even if whites exactly
0: there's even freaking little emojis for each show right it's like twitter
1: created custom emojis for shonda right that's how much of a phenomenon she is
0: it's like the day is literally about you, like the the whole deal of Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it has been appropriated for you, reappropriated. It's like
1: TGIT probably has more social capital than TGIF, the restaurant.
0: Oh. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> um, and so then – it it was also talking about the sense of audience and fans investment in her shows like she said she cultivated that from the start. She was the first show running to leverage social media on the internet to involve fans like we just said like everyone is tweeting doing the live tweeting like they have their own hashtags and it said that fans can interact daily if not hourly with like live tweeting and i was thinking about that because like i didn't watch scandal live last week i th- I watched it over the weekend and like as soon as i watched it especially with like such a like big scene at the end like i needed to know what other people were thinking yes. how other people were reacting like while i'm wiping the tears in my eyes but it was also like when did i wa- i don't know if i watched it on saturday or sunday but it was like three or four days after it had aired. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I just went to the hashtag. I was, like, seeing all the memes, like, everyone's reactions. Yes. And I was, like, I'm obsessed that everyone was feeling the same thing as me, even though I was late to the party, late to the murder. And your thoughts are all, like, still archived on this hair app. Right. I It's, like, live tweeting is, like, cute and fun, but I'm also, like, I need... I want, like, a viral when I'm watching Scandal. It's like my tweets are never good enough.
1: Yeah, I always wonder. But it's like, for me, live tweeting is so difficult to actually, like, I like to follow along with live tweets more than actually tweet.
0: Right. Because then I
1: miss things in the show.
0: Right. It's like on commercial, break, I just, like, will go to the hashtag and be like, okay, like, what are people tweeting about?
1: Yeah, right. Because I get way too distracted by Twitter.
0: And now live tweeting is, like... It's like, can't really watch a show without doing that.
1: Yeah. Or, like, even events. If you think about, like, how live tweeting is, like, now used for, like, sports Mm -hmm. and, I mean, I don't know which came first, but, like, I'm sure it wasn't the Oscars live tweets. (laughs) You know, like, I'm sure this, like, well, actually, I don't know. I don't want to make a statement like that because I don't know what was first, but.
0: I don't know yet definitely
1: Shonda was like one of the
0: definitely as far as like primetime tv shows like people were not I don't what what you I don't even know because they don't even watch that much tv like live
1: yeah I remember googling um what the most tweeted shows were in 2017 and I think Shonda's still like pretty heavy up there
0: 'Cause it's like literally four hours, like if you're watching T V you like have no it's like I don't know I don't watch um Grey's Anatomy but like it's like if you are like a Shauna Stan, you're just like for three hours just like watching and tweeting. Right. It's like oh my favorite show. Oh my favorite show the catch to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the baseline. Um it's like it's like a part of the experience of watching the show it's like like they go hand in hand it's like you need to know what everyone how everyone's reacting and even on like how to for i don't know why viola davis does this but i'm it's fine she'll always like at the end of episode be like Okay, everyone posted GIF, five emojis, and three words that show how that episode made you <laughs> feel or something. And it's like, and she was yeah. also always arguing, even when they're just like, "Can't wait to watch how to." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, that's Viola, another thing. Also, see. it's like
1: the stars of the show are tweeting with you. Like, right. it's not just you're reacting. It's Viola Davis is literally could possibly retweet you. Viola Davis. That's like insane.
0: Oh my god, I need that to help. I I mean, that's my my only goal. I'd be like, Viola RT'd me on December 31st, (laughs) 2017. (laughs) Um, Seriously. Let me see. So, yeah. Then this, um, the author, Anna Anna Everett, put the three, like, prominent themes on Shonda's show. And the first was the narratives that have like women, women of color, sexuality. I put the iconic gays of Chandelant, Annalise. Eve is like she's only iconic because like she's really like Annalise's bae. I hate mm-hmm. Connor and I don't know if people like him, but I, I feel love like all white
1: her. gays stand for Connor.
0: Yeah, like that I could see that happening. He was the insufferable as past season though. Oh yeah. And then Cyrus and all the iconic man the yes. first gay husband who he had murdered oh my james the prostitute oh sex worker yeah
1: was <laughs> well, sex worker husband like i loved him he was like, raising loved his black baby
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, is a oh the guy named tom larson <gasps> oh yeah tom tom was
1: fully a queer and we didn't even know he was a queer icon i
0: hate the way that man looks he looks like a freaking ball of dough i don't under i just he looks uncooked maybe he needs a tan
1: yeah well something um, about like his like eyelashes are right lighter. yeah i was like also, it's like i weird. was like
0: mascara <laughs> you know,
1: it's yeah it's like someone get makeup over at tom asap like ASAP.
0: he cannot Stop. be going on camera <laughs> um and then wait was there another thing oh yeah interracial romance which is like uh, I don't care unless both people are people of color from different places. Right. <laughs> even though
1: Shonda like loves like throwing a white in the mix.
0: Yeah, she loves that. Actually, it's like <laughs> when they say interracial couples like thinking about, I don't know for Grey's Anatomy actually, yeah, but um, at least so. for yeah, I Scandal don't think and ever... How To it's just like it's a white person with a person of color. Yeah. Like Wes and what's that girl? Rebecca and then Laurel even yeah. though she no, I think she's white. And she's she white, Spanish. yeah. yeah. Well, then... I guess,
1: like, maybe Huck's a P.O., right?
0: Yeah, Huck is... Huck uh, and his
1: um, first girlfriend, or his first wife. Oh, yeah. Javi's mom?
0: That's true, Wait, I was also thinking about how you like have rewatched Scandal recently, and I was like, that seems like so good because you'll remember these plot lines. Like when it had oh, that yeah. girl Becky or something. I literally oh, had to yeah. look up like Scandal Wikia <laughs> to figure out who <laughs> the fuck she was. I was like, I don't remember. Oh my you. God, she fully
1: shot Fitz in season two. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was when huck was going to aa meetings like being like um, i mean now i know because i literally whiskey. read the yeah. wiki up
0: but i had no idea who she was tbh yeah. h- i was oh, like I when probably she. knows who this is yeah
1: no i kind of fully remember
0: <laughs> and then the second theme is Head spinning storylines, mind blowing and off the chain plot points. I love all these like literal buzzwords. Head spinning, mind blowing, off the chain. Off
1: the chain is the best one.
0: It's like that is, that wasn't even like 2015 phrasing. Like no one has said that in many That was 1995 phrasing. Um, That's definitely a key Shonda. Even on like, it's like on all of these shows, she'll just kill a man. (laughs) <laughs> it's like even i know that happens on reason that meanwhile that show has been on since what did i say 20 2005, 2005 it's like yeah.
1: that's too long like
0: that's insane
1: <laughs> it's like i need shonda rhymes to be getting her money but like that's a little long
0: it's like for those actors like you literally have the same job for so long right that's crazy i guess too. if you
1: work like regular jobs that's not as weird but like i feel like in this business it's not when you're not even guaranteed a job for a full year to have the same job for 12 years that's insane yeah, that's so
0: crazy it's like no wonder she kills man.
1: wait but What's which up? is the main that has been killed on scandal Huck. is huck full dead is that what we're saying um i know he was shot too many times to survive but like jake almost died
0: that's true yeah i don't know he was like losing a lot of i didn't really see where he was shot like it didn't look like it it was was, like like, in the head yeah but but he was just like bleeding out there i mean his
1: puddle of blood was as big as his body was for sure i don't
0: know if anyone like could have came in and saved
1: (laughs) right but she didn't say like he's dead she was like miss waylon Huck will never know it was you.
0: Yeah, was that girl a sociopath, or did she love Huck? I can't tell you. I
1: think she was pretending, but... You think what? I think she was pretending.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel that, but if she loved him, then maybe she wouldn't kill him.
1: I, like, yeah, maybe, maybe, she maybe she got she just some shot feelings. Him, like
0: the shoulder. shot him like, a shoulder situation. Um, yeah. Have any more mains on Scandal die?
1: I don't... Well, I know Steven left.
0: I don't even remember who that is. So, he was we'll like start
1: there. <laughs> he was like a Scottish or something from season one. Oh uh, yeah, and then he came back he when she was fucking with. kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> he He like paid the ransom. Sold to, literally Iran. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he <bought her.
0: laughs> And then that other black guy left, but it, he, like, oh, beat his wife Harrison. her Harrison
1: Yeah, Harrison. I told, oh, yeah. No. He had to be written out. <laughs> right, yeah. It wasn't, like, Shonda, like, being crazy. It was, <laughs> like, this man literally yeah, was going that. to jail.
0: Even if Maine seven died, I feel like there have been, like, just characters. They were, like, why the fuck? Like, when Hawks, uh, not Hawk, what's his name? Uh, Cyrus's gay husband was murdered.
1: Oh, yeah, it's that like, was why did you little... do
0: that? Why didn't you kill David Rosen? Like, he's never right. been relevant.
1: <laughs> well, David Rosen, I feel like if he died, that would be like killing a main fabric of the show, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I hate how because, like in
1: bird. a lot of ways, David Rosen has always been like the moral compass of the show.
0: That's why, yeah, yeah, and then. The third theme was non-traditional, which just meant non-white to me. It's like non-traditional casting choices, but at least for the women of color, Mains and Olivia and Annalise, like they're not like mixed. They don't have light skin. I mean, they wear like iconic wigs. But, like, it still shows, like, them with their notch hair. And it's, like, she constructs these dark-skinned black women as romantically desirable, visually attractive, and, yes, sexually desirable. (laughs) That's a direct (laughs) quote. And, yes. (laughs) Okay, I just had to add this side note here that Shonda Rhimes wrote The Princess Diaries too. That's amazing to me.
1: I mean, it's an iconic film. Yes. (laughs) Totally.
0: Like, like i'm hella. obsessed with that and i don't it to brought that. what's that
1: little white boy to the mainstream we have yeah, shonda chris to think pine but i don't yeah
0: i like know the name but i can't really picture what he looks like or what else has
1: all there. i know is that he was on that iconic film with Lindsay lohan um just my luck did you ever watch that
0: <laughs> no oh
1: you have to sorry it's so good it's like one of them is lucky and the other one's unlucky and then they kiss and then they transfer the unlucky like Lindsay was originally lucky and then she gets unlucky and chris pine was originally unlucky and then he gets lucky and then they have to like find a way to like meet in the middle
0: Hmm. maybe i have seen that actually sounds familiar
1: yeah it's so good (laughs)
0: oh <laughs> uh, wait let me go back to my notes oh well, that's my note she wrote the person's Irish. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> she also did Crossroads I'm pretty sure right
0: I do think that but it didn't say that in here so I didn't I didn't know for sure also i have not seen Crossroads
1: <gasps> also in oh. <an> Iconic
0: <laughs> I'm sure does that have Britney Spears in it yeah is it, like, about her life, or is she just an actress?
1: No, she's just an actress.
0: It's so interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, screenwriter Shonda Rhimes.
0: Literally such an icon.
1: It's like, what can't Shonda do?
0: She's so good, and also, like, she, like, I read her um book, Year of Yes, which is, like, kind of, like, a self-help, and then also just, like, a memoir. It was one of my okay. book club books, but, um... I think it's like it's like I'm only twenty three. I was maybe younger when I read it because it came out I think last year. So I was like, yeah, like marriage, adopting kids, like that's irrelevant to me. But I did. It was a really good book. Like obviously, like I love her writing because I watch all her shows, and um, she like gives like really good speeches. If people like watching speech It's like, I wish
1: she gave our commencement speech.
0: Right, yeah. She gave a good at her alma, Dartmouth. That was in the book.
1: Um. Oh my gosh, she was in a Mindy Project app too when they went to Dartmouth, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I do. Because Mindy went
1: that. to Dartmouth too.
0: Yeah. And she's that school
1: produces so many icons
0: um then the last thing that i was just thinking about like as i was reading this and reading all this praise for shonda and her shows um and about just how they've become like such cultural icons and like important and people are obsessed with them to even like people who are not mm-hmm. the thing is like the shows are pretty diverse but like it, i mean i guess the means are like black women but like everyone watches these shows and loves them. And like I've just been seeing this maybe with like Atlanta and Insecure and I don't even like Blackish and whatever other like shows with like black mains people are like wait a minute like these are doing really well like people who aren't even black watch these shows and it's like yes because they're just literal stories about people and meanwhile shows about white people are just like it's, like, everything has been done already, so... Yeah,
1: there's no groundbreaking work being done about white people.
0: It's, like, that's what would actually be shocking, if a show had all white people and people loved it and could relate to it. Like,
1: what? That's true. In
0: 2017, two white main characters, a heterosexual relationship? Mm, that's not relatable. This is why I can't <laughs> I'm fuck bored. the catch. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, I was just thinking about that as well. It's like um, people do not just want to see two white people in love anymore or four or a six group of friends, whatever, like we're born and that is not where we live or a nation of immigrants. Right.
1: Yeah. I just like I definitely feel like we've moved beyond like a girl's moment. And I never I want to know. see something like that ever
0: again. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this is the part where I tell you to go to sagglespodcast.com. Forgot the website for a second. Um, <laughs> to see, you know, all of our episodes, all our reading lists, where you can find us on Twitter, on yes. Insta. And you can also follow us on Twitter at sagglespodcast. Send us an email at sagglespodcast at gmail. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Mixcloud, Acast, Stitcher, Google Play—everywhere podcasts are listened to. But on iTunes is where you should yeah, review and for sure and rate. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because we just—well, every now and then I remember that people can do that, and I and I go see them, and they always like make my heart grow ten slices, like the Grinch. Yeah,
1: for sure. I love totally them agree.
0: so much. They're so sweet.
1: Um, but like they, people need to get us on new and noteworthy.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I see pods there that have like two reviews. So I'm like, what's the criteria exactly?
1: Yeah. Like
0: you clearly don't have to be like serious so properly and well established. Which yeah. we are. Well, people should
1: honestly also subscribe. I think that adds to it too.
0: Yeah, we um are trying to be bi weekly.
1: Yeah. Well, we also have a lot of episodes, low key. Like forty, that's a lot
0: that's true there's a whole archive
1: right it's like people can binge this show
0: oh that's so cute i know (laughs) (laughs) okay bye i love it bye everyone